what's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls of Mischief Crew. I'm chilling with my man Festo, my man ain't blessing my man Boat. You know he's dope. Yeah. And right now, you know, we're just maxing in the studio. We're hailing from East Oakland, California. Hello, everybody. How's it going? It gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we're going up you on how we just chip. called 93 Tell Infinity and it came out in 93 and I just wondered if you ever heard this song. They're from Oakland actually. Uh, I'm gonna let this rock a little bit longer. Hello everybody, thank you for tuning. Tuning in, listening. Really appreciate it. I'm gonna let this go until the hook and then we'll get into it. podcast i am your host blake mayfield and i'm here today with someone that i've been trying to get on the program all summer uh he's a very special guest i'm very happy he finally made his way on here we have a lot of stuff to talk about it's been a busy summer for both of us i have my dad jerry lawhorn on the phone with me today live from imperial beach uh dad how are you how are you feeling i'm good i'm doing good sweet thanks for having me <laughs> no problem no problem at all we're trying to do it for uh, a little bit uh, I want to shout out the Spotify and SoundCloud listeners. Thank you to each and every one of you who listens to this podcast, subscribes, gives a review, whatever it is. The feedback is always appreciated. I really appreciate it. Um, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, first on the docket today, uh, discussion between me and my pops. Our two favorite NBA teams, your Clippers and my Lakers. Uh, very big offseason for both of us. Um, you're very confident in your squad, so I'm going to let you go first on this. What do you make of the Clippers-Lakers rivalry? Do you think the Clippers can make the NBA Finals with this team they have put together? What do you make of all this? Um, well, there's a lot of good teams out there. Sorry. Um, there's a lot of good teams out there, but ultimately, until you can look up in the Raptors and see some banners for the Clippers, the Lakers are LA's team. This is true. I hate to say that out loud. <laughs> well, so actually, I want to start real quick, just the origins of your fandom. The Clippers used to be in San Diego back in the day. For everyone that listens to this that's around my age, that probably doesn't know that. Um, right. They started out in San Diego, and they moved to L.A. in the 80s, right? Yeah. And they've been there ever since. And so that's always been your favorite basketball team, that and the Celtics because of Larry Bird. But more, more so the Clippers. You were just always a closet yeah, Clipper fan because they sucked. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Fair they enough. They had Lloyd Free on their team. He was good. He you changed know, his name to World B. Free. I was going to ask you if that's if that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Good old World B Free. Um, yeah. Do you think that's the Clippers... stupid as Ocho Cinco. <laughs> 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 Ocho Cinco. <Yeah. laughs> 
I'm sorry. I didn't expect it to bring him up. Uh, so, so what do you think? Do you think the Clippers and Lakers could be in the conference finals this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. But the thing is, the road, the two teams that are going to be there, wow. I mean, look at the look at the teams in the West. It's like that's a battlefield. Yeah, I mean, Golden State's I mean, still right there. Right, exactly, and you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a fluke year for Denver. Are they the ones? Yeah, they were. They did pretty good, right? Yes, they made it to the second round and they lost to the Blazers in seven. Yeah. Jeez. And then, um, and then the the Blazers. I mean, geez, they didn't lose anybody, did they? No. No. If anything, they got better. They picked up Hassan Whiteside in a trade from the Heat. Um, they re-signed Damian to like a four-year, two hundred million dollar extension. So they got Whiteside. Yes. The 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 big dude? Yes. Oh wow. He's a bruiser. Yes he is. They got him. They got um Nurkic still, even though Nurkic is hurt. Um so they still have those two bigs. They still have that backcourt with McCollum and Lillard. Um I think Lillard's a blazer lifer. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's gonna spend his whole career there. I think he wants to be like a Dirk or a Kobe. And just, you know, stay there, make the money, hometown hero, hopefully win a championship. Um, I don't really see them being in the mix as far as title contenders go. I mean, we saw what happened last year. I mean, they got totally dressed down by the Golden State Warriors yet again with no Kevin Durant. Yeah. Well, I mean, Golden State Warriors were good with before they even got Kevin Durant on their team. Yeah, they won the title and then yeah. 73-9, lost to Cleveland yeah. in a nail-biter. Yeah. So... Um, I think Golden State's going to be in the mix, especially when Clay comes back. They now have D'Angelo Russell. They paid all their guys. I think they're setting a really good precedent for teams going forward in the NBA. Just as far as like being loyal to your players. I mean, we see it every day, and we'll bring it up in a little bit. But you know, as far as the Chargers, you know, and the Melvin Gordon thing, like players holding out for more money because the contracts aren't guaranteed and they don't get paid a lot, and it's super dangerous. I'm glad that the NBA players and the franchises are setting the precedent, you know. The fact that the Warriors have this new arena and they have all this stuff going on and they still find a way to give Draymond $100 million and Clay $190 million and Steph $200 million and, you know, I mean, they got rid of Iguodala and Livingston retired and whatnot. Maybe he's just a free agent still. But, you know, they, they had to sacrifice. But they got D'Angelo Russell, who's one of the best young guards in the league. Hello? Are you, are you still there, Dad? Oops. Are you still are you still there? We're, we're, we're on the air. Give me a minute. Keys to my truck. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think the Lakers and Clippers is probably the best rivalry in basketball. It's going to be the opening night game. Um, oh, is it? I believe it's Pelicans Warriors from the new Warriors Arena uh, from Chase Center, and then it's Clippers yeah, Lakers. Thank you. That's a beautiful place. Um. I mean, it just looks so beautiful. It's just a nice-looking arena. It doesn't even look like a they play basketball in there. Yeah. As my fucking dog is in here snoring. All the podcast listeners, I'm sorry if you hear my dog Stella snoring. Stella's over here snoring, Dad. She's being really loud. Uh, I don't know if you hear that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's right next to me. So, yeah, no, I know that... Uh, I think they opened last Friday officially. They had Metallica play a concert there, and that was the official opening of Chase Center. 
Oh, nice. Um, and it's sold out, and it's super beautiful, and it just, it's very futuristic, you know? It's very 2020, yeah. and, you know, you can really tell that they definitely use the Bay Area technology just, you know, oh, yeah. kind of thing to fill out the arena. Yeah. Um, I agree. Who do you think finishes with a better record in the regular season, Clippers or Lakers? I think the Clippers do. Even with all the load management they're going to have to give out? Uh, all teams give out load management. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I think they're going to have to, as far as the Lakers go, I think they're going to have to definitely load manage not only LeBron, but Anthony Davis as well. Um, well, you know, Anthony Davis is prone to getting hurt. Yes, he is. I mean, so is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, though. Especially well, Paul I George. Mean, you know, they're... they're they pay a lot of money for those guys. I mean, you know, if they cut themselves shaving, I mean, they let them rest. <laughs> cut themselves shaving. <laughs> if they get a hangnail, they're out for a game. That's yeah. always your go-to. If they got the hangnail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they cut them face shaving. <laughs> that was funny. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I am concerned, and I mean, we've talked about this before, but I am concerned about Paul George's shoulders. You know, I know he's got the Brett Favre shoulders or whatever, where they're fucking magnetic or whatever now, but I still am concerned. I just don't know how healthy he is going to be throughout an 82-game season. And if the Clippers do have championship aspirations, Paul George hasn't played a full season since he broke his leg on Team USA. You know, he's never even made it far enough into the playoffs to prove he can play a whole year. It's going to be yeah, interesting to see. Well, it takes it takes a while to to come back from something like that, and then last year, uh, I mean, you know, he was in the MVP running, and so I think he's like basically come full circle. Like, you know, this this year, no matter what team he was on, I I think that he was going to be even better than he was last year. Really, these guys are in their prime. That's fair. Kawhi Leonard, for sure. He's playing with somebody he wants to play with instead of playing with somebody that maybe he didn't have a lot of, you know, aspirations to play against Westbrook. I mean, he's a little bit of a ball hog, right? I mean, I would agree with you if Paul George didn't come out last summer before he signed the extension with Oklahoma City and say, you know, me and Russ got to run it back and we have unfinished business and I love him and, he, you know, I just, oh, yeah. That's just hoopla. You think so? Mm-hmm. So no, do you, do you think though with these guys, because I think this is a huge risk only because of the fact these guys only signed two year deals with an opt out for a third. I mean, they gave up a fucking truckload of picks. I mean, we've never seen a haul like that before. In two years, if they don't produce like the way they're they're uh, you know predicted to produce uh, results and maybe uh, even a title or a conference title or something, it's like when you know if everything's gelling together after the first year and then after the second year, it's like. Why wouldn't they? Everybody's making money. Yeah, that's true. And Steve Ballmer wants to open that new arena um, next to the yeah. Forum. 
I mean, that's something to look forward to right there. The only that thing is, James Dolan, he owns all that property, and I don't think he's going to let Steve Ballmer build no new basketball arena. Who's James Dolan? He owns the Knicks and Madison Square Garden and the Forum in L.A. He's basically the reason the Knicks haven't been shit in 20 years. Puts me yeah, like that. He's, he's not a very good owner. Fuck no, he's terrible. The Knicks fans will tell you that. Stephen A. will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. The guy that Stephon Marbury? Yes, he did. Carmelo Anthony traded his entire team for one guy who's a ball hog. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, that kind of reminds me. I'm surprised the Clippers haven't tried to bring in Melo or something, or someone hasn't tried to bring him in yet. Because Melo still thinks he can be a starter, and his role would only to be coming off of the bench. And he maybe it's the ego that's in the way. Oh, 100% it's an ego that's in the way. Yeah, there's no doubt that's what it is, for sure. Unfortunately, you know, for him, I guess. But, you know, he, he messed up two times along the way, in my opinion. I think, first, him forcing his way out of Denver the way he did just was not a good just PR image thing, I feel like. Um, I just felt like he could have handled that a lot better himself, him and his agent. And then when he was a free agent in 2014 and the Chicago Bulls were offering like four years, $90 million or something, and that's when Derrick Rose was still there, even though he had tore the ACL already and they had Joakim Noah and Jimmy Butler, you know, Tom Thibodeau was still there. They still had a really super good, solid squad. If Carmelo goes to the Bulls in 2014, they could put up a fight against the Cavs because that's the year LeBron went back to Cleveland. Um, yeah. You know, that could have been – Cavs-Bulls could have really, really been something. You know, that they would have been a big test for the Cavs in the East instead of just Toronto or whoever the hell LeBron was beating up on in the last few years. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think those were the two big mistakes. And I think Melo, looking back, realizes that. But, you know, I, he's got to admit and realize that in hindsight, I shouldn't have taken the money. And I think he did say that in his Stephen A. interview. He said, you know, I regret taking the money. I regret um, – not taking the money. What, say that again? He regrets not taking the money. No, no. He went back to the Knicks because they offered him like $50 million more than the Bulls did. Oh. Yeah. No, that's a, I didn't finish that point. Yeah, in 2014, he didn't go to the Bulls because the Knicks offered him a five-year max. And, you know, when you stay with a team, they're allowed to pay you more money because they want the smaller markets to compete. You know, all that stuff goes. So yeah. they offered Melo, you know, I think it was like five years, $125, $130 million at the time. And he... You know, New York City, Madison Square Garden, you know, they paid him more money. I mean, you know, at the time, I can kind of see, but I feel like that already ran its course by 2014. The Knicks didn't even make the playoffs after that. Once. I mean, the Knicks haven't, uh, the, the Knicks, I don't think, have made the playoffs for a while. Since 2013. Yeah. It's like the only time the Knicks were good is when they had Patrick Ewing. Yeah. And even then, they couldn't get over the hump because Michael Jordan right. and... They, nobody could get past Michael Jordan. And then when it wasn't Michael, it was Akeem. They couldn't beat Akeem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was awesome. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah, he's one of the top two best centers ever. For sure. Top three. Yeah, he was good. Who do you think he is better? Um, uh, Who do you think is better between Shaq and Akeem? On what defense or offense? Just all around. Just if you if you were a general manager, Akeem could make free throws. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. 
So if you're a GM, you'd pick Akeem number one overall over Shaq. Oh yeah, he was a lot quicker, and he stayed. He his body stayed in shape while Shaq just gained weight. I mean, Shaq had like the highest field goal percentage, but that's because every shot was a dunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Where Akeem would shake you out of your shoes and just put a layup yeah, up or he something. Had to turn around and move. He was good. He was just good. He was good at University of Houston, and he was good in pros and. Didn't he win a title for the University of Houston? Uh, I think so. Five Slamma Jamma. Um, I know he won two finals, obviously, back-to-back with the Rockets. So, you know, there's that. Uh, he's definitely the best Rocket ever, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else on this Clippers-Lakers thing? A- any other uh, thoughts on, on your team? Yeah. How does... Why does everybody think that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to play well. Together? Yeah. What What makes everybody think they're going to gel? Because LeBron's a offensive guy and Anthony Davis is a defensive guy. And, and they'll mix that way. And they have a ton of shooters. I mean, last summer, you know, they said they got a bunch of shooters when they didn't have really one or two of them to begin with. Now this year they got Danny Green. Uh, Kyle Kuzma has been taking big leaps every year he's been in the league. It's only his third year in the league. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma's taking big steps. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys we got. We re-signed Rondo. Um, I just feel like... Wait, uh, they re-signed Rondo? Yeah, they re-signed Rondo to a one-year deal. That's a waste of money. Why is that? <laughs> That guy's washed up, too. Well, I mean, we could make a bet on who's going to get hurt first. You know? <laughs> or or, uh, or uh, that skinny little kid on New Orleans now. Oh, Lonzo? Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo. That guy is like the, the Kyler Murray of basketball. They're too tiny. That's interesting. Do you not think Kyler Murray's going to be good in the NFL? I think he's going to get hurt. I am with you. I was telling my friends this on the podcast yeah, last week. Tiny. I mean, the, these guys are bigger than him, and they're just as fast as he is. In college, he was fast. That's, that's college. That's college. It's totally different yeah. now. It's like you can't do – in the NFL, it's all about letting your offensive line, you know, work around you and gives you that two or three seconds to look, your, look at your receivers and – make a pass you don't have to do the on the fly shit every single play i mean if they go to the shotgun every single play i mean they have a good running back they need to use them yeah david johnson's one of the best running backs in the league yeah he's on my fantasy team and he still got me like 23 points and he didn't i mean he caught a touchdown but he only had i think like 15 rushing attempts for like 85 yards and like five catches for 30 yards he wasn't really utilized all that much surprisingly Kyler's going to need him to succeed. Kyler's going to need to open up the field the same way the Cowboys do with Zeke and Dak. Dak only gets Amari Cooper that open because the defense focuses on Zeke so much because Zeke's a fucking animal, and he's going to torch you if you don't pay enough attention to him. True. You know, I was telling my friends this. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a very, very legitimate shot at getting their sixth Super Bowl this year. What do you think about that? Um, I don't think. Prescott is Super Bowl material. And neither is Cooper. Did you think Nick Foles was Super Bowl material before he did it? 
Well, Nick Foles knows his role, and he just, you know, he, he was called upon to for because he's a backup, and he, you know, it just happened to be timing. I think any, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, as long as you study the playbook, you know, you're ready to hop in at any moment. You know, that's what it's all about, waiting for your moment. That's all sports is, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, yeah. good deal, good deal. I think, so to wrap up the Clippers-Lakers stuff, because I know we deviated a little bit from it, but I think they will meet in the conference finals. I know I've said it before on the podcast, but I have you on. So um, I, I think they'll make the NBA finals, or sorry, the conference finals. And then I, I've been telling you, I've told you before free agency, I told you before the season was over even, that I am terrified of the Los Angeles Clippers. I They are scary to me. No one seems to agree with me but you, but you're a fan, so you're supposed to think that. But if there's one team, as a Laker fan, I am afraid of losing to, it's them. Because it's going to sting even more because they are supposed to be the little brothers. And we share a building with them. And we have LeBron James. And, you know, there's just so many things that factor into it. I I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great to watch. And hopefully me and you can make that Christmas Day game, even though it's outrageously expensive. But, but you know, we'll talk about that off the air. Um, I want to transition now. Uh, I want to talk about your San Diego Chargers. Um, they beat the Colts thirty to twenty-four against the Colts. I want your Chargers to beat the Colts. Did I say San Diego? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the LA Char- I still do that. Uh, the LA Chargers beating the Colts on Sunday, thirty to twenty-four in overtime. Uh, Melvin Gordon is still holding out. Do you think they end up paying Melvin Gordon, or do you think they just let this guy sit? No, I I think that he's going to come back week eight so he can play the rest of the season or be on the team the rest of the season and and is, he's able to uh count that as uh you know a season um toward his free agency or if not then he'd have he wouldn't be able to be a free agent till like two more years or something so he has to come back by week eight or he forfeits this year you don't think he comes back this week or maybe even the week after um, no, and right now the Chargers have leverage because Eckler's doing good. Eckler looked like a total stud on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they say pound for pound on the Chargers. He's the strongest guy. I could see it, man. He was grubbing. He, he was down there in the trenches. He was getting those yards. I was really impressed with him. Um, how old's Phillip Rivers at this point? Is Phillip like 38, 39? Yeah, he's... You know, I think he's, you know, a, a year younger than, like, Manning and Roethlisberger. Let's see real quick. I know they all came in the same draft together. Yeah, so did uh, He is 37. He turns 38 on December 8th. Hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, so, uh, 37, wow. He's starting to look his age a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has nine kids. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. That's a unlike, lot of fucking kids. Uh, unlike from Marty, they're all from the same woman, his wife. Yeah, which is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's been with her, it says, here for 18 years. So that's that's good. Shout out to, to the Rivers family. Good for them. Yeah, right. Um, he still lives in San Diego County. Yeah. 
you know, I, and this is one thing I want to talk to you about. This is a perspective I want to get. And obviously, me and you have talked about it before, but since we're on a public platform, I wanna, I wanna really dive deep into just the residents in San Diego and the surrounding counties. Just your guys' psyche about how you feel about the San Diego. Well, I guess now the LA Chargers, but the the Chargers leaving San Diego and. And, you know, I remember you telling me you guys are, like, closet Charger fans. You don't tell anyone you watch, but you guys all watch on Sunday still. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of us that, that watch the Chargers. It's just, you know, it's not about watching the Chargers play. I mean, it's, it's the thing was, uh, you know, we, we were being held for, a, you know, the town was for, uh, for a new stadium that, you know, the billionaire owner didn't want to pay for himself oh did i say billionaire owner oh yeah billionaire yeah didn't want to pay for himself right and so and when he didn't get his way he i mean he doesn't have anything in la it's like when philip rivers retires you know who knows how many people in san diego are gonna you know uh pay attention to the charges but they just they they would literally have to have uh, what's the owner's name again? Dean Spanos. Sell the team to somebody who wants to move it back to San Diego. But the only way that would happen is if a new stadium was going to be built, and they're building a new thirty or forty thousand seat stadium uh, at they call it SDSU West, where the, where the old Qualcomm is. Um, there's, there's a lot of feedback coming through your phone. I, I, I'm just there's, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of noise. I, I don't know if you're doing anything, but there's a lot of a lot of staticky. Oh, no, Oh, okay. Sorry, I just I. Want me to take it off speaker? Uh, whatever works. Just you know, as far just for the listener experience wise, I just want to make sure there's not you know, feedback and shit. All right. Well, but, does yeah. it sound better now? Yes. Yeah. Crystal clear. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. So. So. Um, SDSU West. I mean, I I watch the Chargers. It's like. You know, out of habit. You know, it's like I, I drink coffee every morning out of habit. You know? <laughs> it's in your DNA at this point. You grew up with this team, right? You know, yeah. I I totally understand. I don't blame you guys at all for cheering for them. I mean, I I think that's one of the toughest things. And this is what the Raiders fans are and are gonna have to go through when they go to Vegas. It's like well, they've already been through once. Their team was gone for ten years. Now it's leaving forever. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a big major blow to that city as far as just revenue and stuff wise. But same well, situation. Mean, the Warriors moved across the bay to San Francisco. The Raiders are leaving. And what are they gonna have left? The Oakland A's? <laughs> yeah, the Oakland A's. That's it. And they're probably gonna move too if they don't get a new stadium, because that Coliseum is that that shit's a dumpster fire, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a bad stadium. <laughs> I've never been there. It's a fucking dumpster fire. And I can say that because I've been there. So don't come at me, Oakland fans or whatever. I, I go to Oracle. <laughs> I did go to Oracle a lot the last couple of years. I went a few different times. And they're obviously right next to each other. And, yeah, man, it's just it's all just fucking bad. It just From the outside, it looks bad. And then, yeah. Um, same situation, though, with the Raiders and the Chargers. It's like you have this owner who wants to, you know, make the city be on the hook for all the money for the new stadium 
And then once the residents are like, no, we pay a fuck ton of taxes. We're the highest tax yeah. state. We pay like a, over a dollar in taxes and gas some months. Like, no, we're not paying for a billionaire's football stadium. Like, you're a billionaire. You well, pay for your own fucking stadium. The owner of the Raiders and the owner of the Chargers, I mean, both of them were born with a silver spoon up their ass. Yeah. Or however the saying goes. Because and, the, both of those guys, <laughs> their dads owned the team before and and passed it down to them it, it's silver spoon in your mouth <laughs> oh, what did i say in your ass <laughs> oh silver spoon up their ass yeah. jesus <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no it's all good this is a, a censor free podcast we don't censor anything on the podcast so you're all good um oh, yeah yeah no come on you know me i like to have it raw and unfiltered um yeah, I just, you know, and I see the parallels in the Raiders and Chargers situations very much so. And the NFL, you know, I don't know if it was always like this. You can attest to this because you've been alive a lot longer than I have. Um, oh, hold up. Yes. Are we back on? Yes. Okay. What yeah, happened? Sorry about that. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. Dead zone. I was in a dead zone. I'm oh, back. Oh, gotcha. Aren't you at home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway, just back to you know my point. I just feel like now these guys are just going after money. You know, they go from San Diego to a bigger market in L.A. Even though they're like the eighth most attractive sports team in L.A. Well, you figure San Diego has a, a max amount of people in the county of like four million, and the the max amount of people in Orange County, L.A. County, Riverside County. Is like 12 million, 14 million. That's a lot of fucking people. So even if they're number eight on the list, there's plenty of people to go around. And sometimes, since, I mean, they play at the Forum and basketball, I mean, not the Forum, but I mean, the whatever it's called. And um, uh, there's plenty of, uh, there's just plenty of fans to put in the seats, especially in a town where everybody likes to be seen. Yes, definitely. You know, 100%. It's like, you know, and whenever any team plays in L.A., they're showing the stars, the, the famous people, the trending people. The, you know what I mean? But let's be honest. No one's going to no fucking Los Angeles Charger game that's not a fan of the opposing team. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah, the way it come is on. right now. No, you know. You guys talk about it as Charger fans. I mean, you, you guys know more than anyone. It's like, why the fuck do they even go there? They don't even have any real home games. Like, yeah. You know, and it was like that in San Diego. Like, I know, I remember when I'd watch Chiefs Chargers on the TV, and it's just a sea of red. It's just like, oh, man. Like, you know, but, yeah. you know, you got to think about, like, you always tell me, it's the melting pot of the world, Southern California. You know, you get a mix of everybody. Because you can't beat the weather. Team, you know? Yeah, definitely. A lot of transplants, and they usually transplant from a, a big town, but just, you know, East Coast or Midwest or whatever, and and uh, they bring their who they like with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So that's why some teams travel really well. So I want to ask you, so do you think – as sports fans, because I think as sports fans, we reserve the right to do shit. We just don't exercise a lot. I feel like as sports fans, we reserve the right to, 
if our owner is trying to hook us for money for a stadium that we don't want to pay for because they have all the money, we would still go to the games and pay all the money for the parking and everything. We would still do all that shit because we're sports fans and we're crazy and we don't give a fuck. We'll pay 10 bucks for a beer. We'll pay 7 bucks for a hot dog with grilled onions and mustard. We'll do crazy shit at the game. We'll tailgate for six hours and get shit-faced. You know, whatever the case may be. But I just feel like as sports fans, we reserve the right to... If an owner wants to leave our city just for the opportunity to make more money, I get that it's a business, but as a fan, I'm allowed to walk away from your team. I shouldn't have to cheer for you if I don't like the fucking owner. It's like I was talking with Cameron, you know, my my brother, obviously, obviously, you know, but for the listeners, my brother, and we were talking about Matt, actually, and I'm like, you know, if the Saints left New Orleans and went to fucking Tuscaloosa, Alabama or some shit, or Mississippi, yeah. or wherever the fuck that town is, you know, it's like, I don't think he'd cheer for the Saints anymore, and I wouldn't blame him. Because uh. it's like, why the fuck am I going to cheer for this team that doesn't even want to be in the city I'm from, or doesn't want to be in the city I'm 100 miles away from, or whatever? I don't, right. I don't, it's, you made a good point with the Raider fans, you know, cheering for them as soon as they came back to Oakland and went back to the same old stadium and the same old design, and, the, you know, they just... Yeah. I know you like to get on the Raider fans anyway, but you had a good point with that. And I, I really like that point you made. Um, not in this conversation, but you know, earlier, obviously back whenever that was, but, um, yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. I feel like as sports fans, we have that, right. How do you feel about that? Do you think as someone who has been through it, that we can exercise that right to switch teams? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I can switch. I think I just have to turn football off as far as having a favorite team. And, you know, nowadays with people playing fantasy football, it's it, it's about the individual players' stats than the team. So maybe that that's going to keep me interested in football more so than, uh, you know, being an out-of-towner rooting for the Chargers. I don't know. It's going to be tough. That's fair. Um, this is a third year. This is a third year up there, I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah. Are you guys still surviving? Are you guys still? Do you guys still watch on Sunday? Did you watch on Sunday? Well, I mean, I'm still experiencing withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> withdrawal symptoms. It is pretty tough being a San Diego sports fan. Between the Clippers leaving, now the Chargers leaving. And, I mean, yeah. You guys have the Padres. You have Manny Machado. I don't know how they're doing. I don't follow baseball. Well, but I mean, you know, our talent pool is hot lava talent. Hot lava talent? Yeah, that's that's what the GM says. <laughs> I, that's what he's supposed I mean, to say. We've got some pitchers down in the minor leagues that are just so dynamite. Do you think the Padres get their first World Series in the next five to ten years? I think they do. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I mean, their farm system, by far and away, is the number one farm system in baseball, and it has been for one or two years. It's like all all the other teams that none of them even come close to having the the farm system and the players in it that we do. And we're talking about from all over the world, not just people drafted in the U.S. We're talking all over, you know. Right. So, um, and if, if they need a couple of pieces, they need to get a, you know, freaking, 
uh, solid veteran uh, pitcher, you know, you know, like a, a Scherzer or a Kluber or a Van, uh, um, what's his name uh, from Houston? Oh, Verlander. Verlander threw another no hitter. I mean, when, yep. I mean, when the only two people ahead of you on the all time no hit list is Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax, you're doing awesome. Oh yeah, you're in some great company. When your wife is Kate Upton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I feel like that'd be a big price tag though if you guys were to go after one of those guys they'd either take your whole farm system or it'd cost you a pretty penny no you'd have to sign them in free agency that's gonna be another 200 300 million dollars uh yeah i mean <laughs> they were both they were trying to talk to both bryce harper and manny machado they were swinging for the fences no pun intended they, they were they were going for it all they they really were trying to get both of them. But they need to get the the pitching, uh, the the vet, you know, one or two veterans, solid veterans, and I mean, you know, you we, it takes a little while. I mean, like you know, like this year on the Dodgers, that Ryu guy, he's been around for like four years. You know, he went through some injuries, this or that, but he's he's up to talking. Uh, they're talking about Cy Young Award for that cat, that cat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask some. Oh, your guys' town, city, is one of the only ones that doesn't have a professional sports title. And, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to rub it in, but I feel like the day the Padres get a World Series title, the city is going to go fucking crazy. For sure. I mean, the Padres have been around for 50 years. They've only been in two World Series. Really? That's it? Yeah. Yeah. What was their last appearance? Um, I believe in 94. Damn. 84 and 98. 98. 98. Gotcha. Yeah. Damn. And then before that was 1984. So they're due for an appearance, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) We went to the World Series the year the Detroit Tigers started out their season going uh 30 and 5 and then they finished uh they finished the season strong too and um and they they didn't i don't think they swept us but we won one game they beat us in five but then the yankees i think the yankees might have swept us in 98 or maybe we won one game there too but whatever yeah that's what it is. I mean, you know, that was then. This is now. You guys have a good system. I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, I don't follow much baseball, but I mean, you know me. Uh, I like to go to the games with you and whatnot. Um, have you listened to Post Malone's new album? Post Malone's album that came out Friday. Uh, no, I have not. But you do enjoy some Post Malone. Yeah, he, yeah, he's good stuff. I remember me and you were talking, and we were talking about the similarities between Drake and Post Malone. And I actually was going to write a piece about this, but I'd, I'd rather just kind of talk about it with you on here for a few minutes. Um, I enjoyed Post's album. I don't think it's one of his best. But as far as just hits, there's going to be this song, Dad. And I don't know if you're going to like it because it's more of a pop song. It's not like Wow or like any of those where it's like hip-hop, upbeat, like 808s. It's more of like, a, it's like an acoustic guitar. It's kind of poppy. It's called Circles. And I think that song circles by Post Malone. That's gonna be 
one of the biggest, if not maybe the biggest song this fall. It it's like my ears can just hear number one hits. Like I really feel like if all else fails, maybe I can run a record label or something someday. But I mean, my ears can hear a hit when I'm listening to it, and that song is gonna be a fucking hit. I I just want to be the first to tell you. Well, um, and so is Drake dropping an album too, or what? So there was a report that came out. Uh, I don't know who it was by, so I don't want to get it wrong or anything. I don't even know if it's really a credible source, but apparently. This fall and in November and December specifically, we're going to get a new Rihanna album, a new Drake album, and a new uh, The Weeknd album. So that's a lot of music at the end of the year. I thought those guys were all going to wait till 2020 just because it's 2020. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like. So all three of them are putting out Christmas albums? Basically, or maybe like Thanksgiving or Black <laughs> Friday albums. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I'll take any music from those three I can get. I just don't want them to rush anything, especially Drake. Because Drake puts out so much music. I just, I mean, I don't know why he doesn't take a break more often, to tell you the truth. I don't know why he doesn't take more years off. But then again, the money must be nice. So, I don't blame the guy. Yeah, I mean, what's he going to do? Take it to the grave? (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus. (laughs) He's going to take it to the grave. I wonder if you had heard that song yet. I, I, I didn't know if it made its way down there or not. <laughs> Money in the grave. <laughs> um, but no, I, what I want to talk about, because uh, I, I want to be a little cohesive here, um, was Drake and Pulse Malone, just the similarities. I remember you talking about how, um, and I, I think the right term for it is key, how they both hone in on the keys and the notes and the music, and that's why their voice sounds so good on everything they do. Um, I think they are two of the best sounding artists, if that makes sense, just in music. Whatever yeah, beat, they get their voice synchronized with their beats and with their, you know, with the sounds that they're creating. I mean, it, you know, it's just like uh, when you hear when you hear a lot of bass, you know, it draws your attention. Well, I mean, there's certain frequencies of people's voices that draw, you know, gets people to listen to, and they've honed in on that. That's a good thing that you brought up because that's a really big thing that people, especially my age, don't even think about or realize in music is there's a lot of frequencies and a lot of, like, like you said, synchronized just notes and stuff that you don't realize when you're just light, lightly listening to it or when you're not really, you know, deep in thought about the music. But when you really sit back and listen to it, you got to think, you know, they they spend so much time in the studio perfecting their crafts and just mixing and mastering everything. And no doubt they're sitting there just, you know, going over everything and making it to where it sounds a certain way and it's going to hit your ears a certain way and your brain is going to want to hear this song over and over and over again. I mean, that's the whole point of this stuff. Um, Planned obsolescence. Yeah. And I don't think it's a case of, you know, devil worshiping and they're doing this shit where, you know, it's mind control and all this stuff. I don't think it's stuff like that. I just think it's smart. To do that with music. And all musicians who are great have done it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel like you kind of have to. I mean, one of your favorite artists ever, Prince, rest in peace. Prince was the master at that. Yeah, he, could, he, was, he was good. I, I, you love yourself some Prince. Um, 
I, I just, I mean, he played all these instruments and he just knew exactly what the music should sound like and he wouldn't release music unless it was to his liking and, you know, he would call out record labels and he wrote Slave on his face and, I mean, you know, he did all this shit, all this eccentric, just weird, out-of-body stuff, but, you know... Well, let's not forget that everything that he he put out was written, arranged, produced, and performed by Prince. <laughs> Not a lot of artists do that. Fuck no. And he could play the guitar like nobody's business. My uh, Prince never had a Quincy Jones. Say that again. Prince never had a Quincy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He he never had you know the guy making the beats for Thriller for him. He, like he did that shit himself. Right. Yeah. It was. It wasn't beats that had to be produced. It, he he had a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a keyboard or a fucking piano thing where, yeah, you press some keys and, yeah. No. Um, you're going to go to your grave saying Prince is better than Michael, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about it because you have yeah. a great case. Yeah, Michael was a great entertainer, but, you know, he always smelled like little boy's butthole. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so, <laughs> to, moving along from that. Uh, let's go back to Drake and Post. Um, the similarities between these two guys, I think the biggest thing with them is they know how to make hits effortlessly. They're always all over the place on the radio. They're always one of the top streamed artists. Post Malone's only been out for five years at this point. This is only his third album he's put out in his career. And already this guy has, I think, five or six number one on Billboard songs on the Hot 100. And, I mean, I know Drake has, like, four or five up there. I know in different categories they have, you know, rhythmic and they have urban and pop and hip-hop. But as far as just the Hot 100, how big is your song on these streaming services and everything? Drake and Post are very, very close. And Drake's been out for six years longer than Post Malone has. I just think what Post is doing is very, very impressive. And um, I didn't know if you had too many thoughts about these guys and their similarities. I just kind of wanted to do that because I feel like those two were the best at just tapping into certain sounds and whatnot. Okay, well, um, uh, sorry, that was just a customer of mine. Didn't mean to break the flow. Gotcha. I I didn't even hear what you were doing, so it was all good. No, I guess because he lowered his voice. I have you on speakerphone, so. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to the Drake and Post thing? Um, no. And, um, see, I didn't realize that it was already past four o'clock, so I'm going to have to make like a baby and head out. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Everyone that knows you knows that's always coming. Um. (laughs) I really appreciate this, Dad. Thank you for doing this. This was a lot of fun. We'll have to do this again sometime. I hope you can edit out all the BS or whatever, and I hope it gives you enough for a podcast. Oh, I, I don't edit anything. This is it's 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 raw and unfiltered. That's how we do it over here. I apologize in advance for the for the not likes that you're gonna get. No, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Okay. Um, so. All right. Well, I'll probably holler at you tomorrow. Let you know how I did tonight in the darts. Yeah. Good luck in darts. 
That sounds fun. I, I got my own dartboard. I don't know if I told you. I've been getting better. Oh, good. All so. right. You still don't throw them like a baseball, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> no, I don't. Left-handed dartboard? <laughs> Left-handed dartboard. It's actually posted up in my room and everything. It's It's pretty legit. <laughs> Did you put it at the right height and the line at the right distance? I did. I did everything right. Nice. I looked it all up because I knew there was some method to the madness. So. There is. I'm glad that you're taking an interest in it. Yeah, absolutely. That shit's fun. Whenever I go down there, it's one of the funnest things we do. Well, that, that's cool. I mean, then so if I ever make a, a cameo uh, all of a sudden visit up there, then we can go ahead and play. Yeah, just right here in my room. A cameo visit. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody knows I'm coming. All of a sudden, damn. Hey, those are the best visits. I Don't even tell me when you're coming. Yeah, because <laughs> because I, I like those visits. Like, yeah, I'll be there in like five hours. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. All right. I'll, I'll cancel my plans. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you do your Dart League thing. All right. Thank you, son. Yeah, no you problem. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I thank I'll you have for to do more research when we do it again. Hey, it's all good. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. I love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye. And that was it. That was my podcast with my dad. Um, that was fun. It was nice getting him on the pod. Uh, I'm going to try and drag this thing out real quick to 50 minutes. Um, I didn't really know how that would go. That went pretty well. I really liked that. Um, and I, hopefully we have more stuff to talk about next time. It's just it's too early in the NFL season. There's not a lot going on. Um, we only have one week of material to go off of. Melvin Gordon isn't back yet. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it, this is being filmed on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, it's going to go up tonight, Tuesday night. So I'll post it for you guys. And then I have one more podcast coming on either tomorrow or Thursday, later in the week. Uh, I'm not going to reveal who it is yet, but um, that will be happening as well. So expect two podcasts this week, trying to deliver more content for you guys. I know it's been a slow summer, and I want to get back to doing two a week like I did in the beginning. I just feel like one a week just isn't enough. So um, hopefully we can get two a week going, and we can just keep it going from there. Um, If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, My name is Blake, and I will see you guys later.